here. All right, here we go. Welcome, everyone. It is Thursday, the last day of August, August 31st, 2023. Welcome to Big Streams and TV Streams, live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale, alongside Victor. Welcome. How's it going, guys? It's always a pleasure to be here. Got some applause going on, right? Yes, very, very excited to be here, you guys, because, you know... We have been, or I should say, everyone has been waiting for the review of the century. And yeah. I think you all know. Wait a second, we, we, we need to give you the drum roll for this. Yes, I think you know what we're talking about. We're talking about the greatest hero that ever came <laughs> to life. Mr. Blue Beetle himself has conned to theaters now. And I'm so happy, so finally proud that he got Wait. his own movie. Longtime listeners and viewers may know that in our quick take segment for the end of the day, Victor has been hyping up this movie for, like, I always remember there's some... Some quote along the lines of, I am super excited for Blue Beetle. I want to say since, what, Paul, does it sound fair, about January or February, Victor has been having the Blue Blue Beetle hype train going, and welcome, Paul. For too long. (laughs) Like, I was waiting for this moment. This was the moment of the century. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Gosh, so much, so much to discuss about. I'm looking forward to talking about it. We welcome you to join us live every other Thursday at 1 p or excuse me, 3 p.m. Join the live chat on the GFBS social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Facebook or Twitch, or call or text in your questions and comments to 701-213-0863. So how are you guys doing today? Did you make it to National Cinema Day last Sunday? $4 movies uh, nationwide. I knew AMC announced it as just an AMC chain thing, but our local, our sponsor, will give them some shout-outs here too, uh, River Cinema 15. They also participated in $4 Cinema Day. I happened to be at the theater uh, when they were doing it. It was, and they're like, oh, we are also doing $4 Cinema Day. I shot you guys a message about I want to get your thoughts on that, but let's give some love to the River Cinema 15 on the Shire Bar and Grill. Make them your next dinner and a movie destination in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Either dine inside the movie memorabilia packed restaurant in the Shire, or just take your meal to go to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's films are, well, as we mentioned, Blue Beetle, rated PG-13, Strays rated R, Jewels rated PG-13, and The Last Voyage of the Demeter rated R. You can find the complete showtimes and listings online, rivercinema15.com. Don't forget Tuesday special, $5 movies all day long, and the 550 Senior Matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Some great specials, always awesome to take advantage of. Rivers Cinema has luxury recliners. You can see in the video behind me, and ex- expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages, and it's family-owned and operated by the same company that runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. And for their showtimes, look online at morefamilytheaters.com. So, can't go wrong, $4 movies. That's bringing back, gosh, I hate to date myself. I remember in the 90s growing up with movies, $3 matinees, $5.50 was the expensive nighttime showings back then. But $4 movies, I shot a message to my dad. He loves going to the movies. He's retired. He likes, and especially in the summertime on the warmer days, he'll literally spend all day. I got a message from him. Here's the showtimes. I'll be at the theater if you want to join me for any. He ended up, you know what the last movie he saw at the end of the day was at 9 o'clock? He mm. caught three movies in the theater back to back to back. Mm. He went and saw Oppenheimer at 9 o'clock. Ooh. My dad, you got to let me know if you stay awake, if you're still awake by the time that movie gets it's done at midnight. <laughs> but, yeah, what, what a special. No, very. Still a great movie. Everyone needs to check that out because that's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But make sure to check out our review from a couple episodes ago. So, um, yeah, and then uh, I guess interesting follow-up here, too. I got an email earlier today, actually, about from, from Netflix. I mentioned like, a couple episodes ago how uh, at the end of September, about a month from now, they'll be seizing their disc uh, operations, no longer mailing out DVDs and Blu-rays. And they 
gave an update on, uh, you know, make sure to have your queue updated. And we're going to send at least, uh, since they're clearing out their inventory, they're going to be mailing out uh, whatever is it, they have on inventory for your top 10 discs in your queue out to all all members. I think there was a one-week window you had to sign up to take advantage of it. I, I made sure to do that. So I made sure to update my queue. And, yeah, so that'll be – and they said depending on their inventory, they may even send out more. So, yeah, nice little – that's the very thing they're going above and beyond to hook up their – Gosh, people, I, I remember hearing from so many people over the last, what, three to five years, what, you still get discs in the mail? But that's a great library on there. So, But uh, uh, we got some opening news items here to touch on. I think I brought this up to you, and Victor, I heard this from you the other day about uh, just a couple of unfortunate deaths in the industry. Um, I know, uh, let's, gosh, these are both heartbreakers. One of them was, uh, you know, let's touch on uh, the... Longtime host of the game show, The Price is Right, Bob Barker. He passed away at the age of 99 mm. uh, last weekend. Uh, gosh, he was the host of The Price is Right for nearly four decades. Yes. He died at his home on Saturday in, in Hollywood Hills. 99 years old. Just give it up. 99, almost 100. Uh, he was also a longstanding advocate for animal rights, uh, fixture of, of daytime TV. He first hosted Truth or Consequences for almost 20 years, from 1956 to 1974. And then Price is Right, 1972 until 2007. Mm-hmm. What a run. Uh, longest running game show on American TV. Um, it won 14 Daytime Emmy Awards as a host of Price is Right and four more executive yeah. producer as well as a Lifetime Achievement Emmy in 1999. Very deserved. So did you guys grow up with this like I did? I, I remember did. just like on days school was canceled. My memories of Price is Right. Days school was canceled for snow days or just like a random uh, you know, holiday off. Well, what's on TV is a kid bumming around at home just watching TV. I'm like, oh, Price is Right. That, I, that was my great memories yeah. of there Bob were, Barker. There was always two. Two to go to. Yep. The Price is Right. And Saved by the Bell. bell, Saved by the Bell. Or American Gladiators. I remember those in there, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, and what a great show that I was looking up old Bob Barker interview quotes and why that show was successful. He said, a lot of Americans can resonate with items and price value. And, you know, just the fun of being at home, getting sucked in to guess along with the contestants, you know? And, you know, what was your guys' favorite Price is Right game they played? I always loved Plinko. I did love Plinko a lot. I know that uh, he would always... He would always have a lot of uh, very unique and, and funny thing about The Price is Right, they'd always have this uh, very unique uh, hostage uh, that they have. Um, they always kept changing them every year, weirdly enough. I think just I don't they, think it was weird. I think it's because they're super hot models. Well, well, did that, they have a well name? and they just didn't get paid a lot. Didn't they, they just, have like a name for them, like the, the Price is Right uh, showcase girls or something like that? Pretty much. Name, pretty yeah. much. They did, like I said, they were models. They got, I don't think they got paid very much just to be on there, but they were, they were just showgirls. So, I mean, I'm sure Bob didn't mind. I'm sure the producers didn't care. So they're like, well, arm candy for us, eh? So why not? But I mean, Bob Barker, what a legendary host. I mean, he was a pro's pro when it came to it. And that, you know, we got these infamous, uh, these big mics. I, I always called it, what was it, the, the, the little what, uh, lollipop mic or, or the mini sucker mic he had? What was that? I always called it the ball barker mic. Cause, barker mic. Yeah. Just cause, and also, just to make sure you guys, because uh, I'm sure you all know, um, he was not only one of the greatest hosts of game 
television history. He was also known for his amazing and hilarious fight with our boy Adam Sandler in oh, Happy yeah. Gilmore. Oh, and yeah. he also did a uh, anniversary uh, fight for Comedy Central with, again, with Mr. Adam Sandler for charity. That's right. That one of the all-time classic movie quotes in Happy, uh, Happy Gilmore, the price is wrong. <laughs> Expletive. <laughs> but I think you had enough. Bitch. Yeah. Oh gosh, great! What a great moment! And uh, I also have great memories of Bob Barker. He was there was a two year period on WWE Raw where they were kind of being like Saturday Night Live. They'd have a guest celebrity host each week. Could be a old start off with old retired wrestlers, but then they got in a lot of celebrities to promote. And they had Bob Barker one week, because I think that was right around the time when his uh, autobiography was coming out. And so he was there to promote that, and they're like, well, let's do prices right with the wrestlers. And I was like thinking, like, oh, no, this has just all the recipe elements to be a disaster. How is Bob Barker going to mix with wrestling? And then, no, he... He was a, it could have been a more uh, any more of a perfect fit. He interacted great with the wrestlers. The wrestlers, you could tell, were having a blast doing the WWE version of Price is Right. Look, look that up on YouTube. Like uh, WWE Raw Price is Right with Bob Barker from like yeah, because that had like Chris Jericho and stuff yeah, on it. Yeah. Chris Jericho he even did a backstage mm-hmm. sketch where he beat the crap out of Chavo Guerrero. Uh, <laughs> he gave him a little karate chop, just <laughs> like just like he knocked out. Uh, Billy or Happy Gilmore. I think those would be two good clips of Bob Barker to look up. You guys got any other uh, recommendations or just memories of Bob Barker? Just anything that, yeah, like I said, he was a very big uh, advocate for animal rights. Uh, look up all those commercials that he did for animal rights. Uh, him, I think even Betty White did it as well. Uh, Doris Day did it back in the day when she was still, uh, of course, with us. Um, I think she's still obviously with us, but I don't know. She hasn't really done anything but, so long. So you got um, Jeopardy. You got the Wheel of Fortune. But the price is right. Everybody knows that that's the best game show that has ever been produced. Yeah, yeah. out of many game shows, yeah, the price is right was what still going, made game still shows going strong the way that they are. Yeah. So, well, because what Drew Carey took over after Bob Barker for is he still with it? It's been a, yep. a few he's, years since yep, I caught. Yep, he's still with them. He's still with them. Yeah. Have you kept up? Do you like him on on uh, Price is Right? I mean, he's got to be doing pretty good if he's still going on my, since my, 07. I've always liked Drew Carey. Yeah. so he's he's always been funny. So. My, my two favorite games with uh, the Price is Right, uh, Price is Right with uh, Bob Barker was uh, to win the car. Yeah, you know to get the number higher or lower, yeah. and you got to go down the line, you know. So when they spun the wheel there, no, oh. it was like so. You know, you would. I don't know. I think actually they would pull a card. Yeah, and it would mm-hmm. be like, is it higher than a nine or lower than a nine? Mm-hmm. And then they'd flash it up, and you know, and this is to win a car. But my second favorite was the uh, golf challenge, oh, and the reason yeah. that I like that yeah. one is because you could see that Bob Barker was actually really competitive in that because he was probably a golfer himself. And he's like, he would get really pissed when he wouldn't make it. Yep. I I saw some people joke around on social media uh, saying how fitting it was for Bob Barker to pass at 99. If you remember when we were spinning the wheel to get, you know, the between the 95 and 100 on there. So just kind of how apropos that was. So, And then uh, guessing the price of like toiletries. Oh, Oh, yeah. That that was always another good one, too. There always had to be that person that guessed a dollar too, you know, just yeah. to get get their comeuppance. But oh yeah, Bob Barker, rest in peace. And then one other unfortunate uh, passing to touch on here: uh, Arlene Sorkin, better known as the voice for Harley Quinn, who 
the, the original voice for Harley Quinn, who debuted on Batman, the animated series in 92 or 93, early 90s, passed away at the age of 67 after succumbing to uh, multiple sclerosis. Uh, she was the first to voice Harley Quinn and was created by her college friend, Paul Dini, in, in the said writer. cartoon Batman animated series. Great writer. Would reprise the role in many other series like Superman, the animated series, yeah. Gotham Girls, Justice League, as well as several video games. And uh, yeah, she was also in Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, the animated movie, and mm-hmm. in Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, co-star she, Mark. Oh, she go had ahead. quite the voice. Yeah. She did. She really she did, did have quite the voice. She did. She, she brought was... that character to life on screen. I could always, whenever I see, if I'm playing... Hey, Batsy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Bats! <laughs> hey, Dr. J or, or J, And yeah. And Quentin roughs me up sometimes, but he loves me really. I mean, and that that character debuted in the animated cartoon, and she was so popular and outgrew the show and popularity that they brought her to the comics and and made her the star of her own movies in recent years and the Suicide Squad movies and like the Birds of Prey. And whenever I'm reading a comic or playing a game that doesn't have voice acting, I always think of her voice uh, when I'm reading the Harley Quinn in the comics. Even though Tara Strong, she did provide the voice for Harley Quinn later after uh, she stepped down from the role. She still, she's, she was the best, like the first ever. And she, Paul Dini, I mean, what a great writer he is. He actually, um, cause he saw her do a sketch when she was a clown. Um, when she, she was doing this as a sketch and uh, he's like, yeah, that was, that was it. Like when she did that, um, that was, that was the inspiration for Harley Quinn when she was coming out in clown makeup and just doing a voice. And I was like, yeah, it's just, where's a pen and paper? <laughs> like, literally, where's a pen and paper? <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I, I got this little note. I saw Mark Hamill, you know, the co-star with her on uh, Batman the Animated Series, who, who voiced the Joker. He had this to say on social media, devastated to learn we've lost the brilliant Arlene Sorkin, not just a wonderful talent, but a truly mm-hmm. wonderful person. I'm grateful not only to have worked with her, but to have been her friend. Sending my heartfelt condolences to her family and loved ones. Again, it's been a trying year for fans of that show. I think that's including everyone here at this table. We know it was just, what, three or four months ago when the voice of Batman from that show, Kevin Conroy, passed away. So Our father, who is, who is no longer here, seriously. Yeah, so many, many sympathies out to, uh, yeah, the Arlene Sorkin there. So, yeah, so hopefully we can do them right. I guess, you know, speaking of superheroes, they're continuing to celebrate superheroes, superhero film, movies, properties, cartoon shows by just giving our love for covering them. And what better way to segue into our coverage for the Blue Beetle Movie review, another DC property. Victor, we kind of we we kind of teed it up for you here at the beginning of the show. You've been super stoked, or to quote you, super excited yeah. for, for this movie. Uh, it finally hit theaters last weekend here, and uh, I'll set it up for you here. I, I went and saw it too last weekend mm. here. So, uh, but I'll just let you go to town, and maybe I'll just bounce off a couple questions and things for you here. So here's the IMDb synopsis. An alien scarab chooses Jamie Rea, 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 Reyes. I always get that always hangs me up. Reyes to be its symbiotic, symbiotic host, bestowing the recent college graduate with a suit of armor that's capable of extraordinary powers, forever changing his destiny as he becomes the superhero known as the Blue Beetle. And Jamie Reyes is being played by the person from Cobra Kai. Was it uh, Zolo? How do you say his last name? Zolo Man. Uh, Manuel. Yeah, I would have never got that. (laughs) And uh, yeah, he's the lead. I loved him in Cobra Kai and directed by uh, Angel Soto, who also made uh, The Farm in 22 weeks. So, Victor, uh, 
in case people, this is more one of the more periphery characters in DC Universe, kind of getting the, getting their own movie. I know he's had a little bit more popularity in recent years that you've uh, filled us in on in recent episodes. But in case people made a quick little intro to the Blue Beetle for those unfamiliar. Yes. So uh, this is Jamie Reyes. He is the third in the generation of the Blue Beetle. There were two. So uh, the second one was Dan Garrett and the other one was Ted Cord. Uh, uh, Ted Cord, originally, he was an archaeologist. He was a policeman. He was many things. Um, and he did not have superpowers. He used his wit, charm, and his uh, fist to basically save the day. Um, he created many great gadgets and many great, you know, in, that the Justice League still use to this day. Um, though he wasn't in the animated uh, Justice League series, and he was kind of lost in, uh, of course, uh, Unlimited, Justice League Unlimited too. But um, so originally... Uh, Ted Cord created the uh, created the Blue Beetle identity. Unfortunately, there was another story in uh, his lineage where Dan Garrett originally had created uh, a scarab, and he found the scarab, of course, when he was in Egypt, and he wanted to create many a powerful soldiers out of this scarab because after he found it, he was like, "This could change." Superhero, like more about soldiers that more than you ever know, and of course. Ted Cord would not allow this evil to, you know, go because this was technology that was supposed to be used to help the world. But Dan Garrett, of course, and this was another storyline that did happen where he just used it for evil purposes. So he continuously said no. So he destroyed the building that they were all being, you know, created in and nothing was left. Uh, and so, of course... He, uh, of course, was said uh, after he was dying of his last breath, uh, Ted Cord, of course, because everything was being brought down and crumbled upon. And he, of course, you know, was uh, he promised his uncle on that day that he would continue the Blue Beetle lineage and promised that nobody would ever get their hands on this scarab. Well, Many, many years later, of course, this young man, as you see in the picture behind me, of course. Jamie Mr. Reyes. Yes. So, of course, this uh, happened in Young Justice. So if you watch Young Justice, go see that because that's a great freaking show. Um, of course, he is the third, like I said, generation of Blue Beetle. It, the Scarab, like I said, is an alien extraterrestrial that landed here and uh, Jamie Reyes found it. It like chatched himself onto his back and he couldn't get it off. And once, you know, like he said in the IDMB uh, synopsis, it just wouldn't get off of him. So it gave him nine inventor, like in, like it gave him a suit that was nine penetrable. You couldn't destroy it. You couldn't kill it unless you killed him. Uh, but the scare would just basically just go to another host if he would die. So, I mean, you could do anything. You could be protected by, a, you can, you, know, you could grow larger. You could have this, you could, you know, have sonic cannons. You could, do anything you can make a sword out of you know anything anything you want the armor can do for you and it was so crazy but the only difference was the armor pretty much has a mind of its own so i mean it would do what you want sometimes but more so it'd be have a mind of its own that's a great primer to set it up there with that background from the comics uh now i always like how these superheroes set up a new especially a new character a lot of people may not be uh familiar with to like that casual mainstream audience here with the blue beetle mm. so we get in the first what 10 15 minutes you get introduced to jamie reyes and his family Family, you know, kind of struggling to make it. He's like a college graduate trying to struggle to get his first job. Family's on hard times. Uh, you you have uh, the one and only George Lopez as his parent, Rudy Reyes. And uh, just kind of curious on how they set up the character and the origin story in the movie compared to how it is in the comics. That was pretty faithful. No, they did fantastic, like better than I expected. They, they didn't like 
skip anything. They didn't like, you know, uh, water down anything. It was just like in the comic book. The only thing is he didn't have a sister uh, in the comic books. He, he only had a mother and a father. But um, did it feel uh, like interjected kind of for some comic relief to lighten it up? Because she, yeah. she felt like uh, kind of like and she reminded me a lot of her performance of uh, the comic relief in Thor, uh, Natalie Portman's work assistant there. Oh, like, Darcy, I felt a yeah. lot of similarities there. Like, yeah. OK, you know, here, here to crack the jokes, lighten it up a little bit. Did you yeah. kind of felt that, too? I did feel that a lot. And I and I they were everyone did such a great job on this movie and there was no what like I said there was no watering down there's nothing there was just perfect perfect casting and everyone did such a great job and uh, especially Mr. Cobra Kai himself I mean he I don't know anyone who could have done this role justice like he could so yeah. I mean I was pleased this is amazing yeah, I, liked, so. I liked his performance there yeah, uh, uh, Zolo's performance well, now what did you think as uh, we get the we gotta have a villain gotta yes. have antagonist the evil cord corporate executive one and only Susan Sarandon never thought I'd see her in a superhero movie right. they kind of set her up with uh, you know she's the head of this uh, corporation you find out later she's making all this uh, sinister armor tech raise eventually make her own private army and yep. uh how do you like her performance and, and did you felt she br- brought it as like the first villain for the blue beetle she she did and you know it's weird to see her as a villain in, in in anything just because she usually plays a lot of like very seductive characters and susan sarandon i mean that woman hasn't aged like ever i was surprised she, i was like thinking like, when i heard it, it was her going into this i was thinking i'm like you know she's I, I I didn't look up her age, but I, got, I just remember her being a big thing going back to the eighties, and it's yeah. like you know she's. But I thought she she looked great on screen, still looked as stunning as ever, and uh, uh, and yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, her performance has maybe a little bit more mixed on. I thought she was uh, performance wise pretty good, but as far as like seeming like big stakes villain, maybe they wanted to set Blue Beetle up with more of a low stakes villain as just to introduce him. Or did you get that I, kind of feel? I think honestly they want because she was basically like if you ever seen the X Files, uh, you know the the black uh, man in the back, you know in the shadows. He she was basically like you know like him. She operated from the shadows. Basically. Basically, she was just the head of the, you know, the company at this point, you know, Carapax was really the sad and tragic villain, honestly, in this movie. Um, And it's funny that they didn't do it from like Young Justice perspective, because there were other scarabs um, that did come to the Earth. And they there are aliens that did, of course, that the scarab did attach to. And they came down here. And of course, they wanted to take Blue Beetle, the original scarab that, you know, that they had off his back and try to kill him to get to it. Um, So I think that that's what they were trying to do. But in this case, uh, what they did was they kind of made it flow a little bit more into, you know, what he was doing because they were trying to steal his power. So I love the reference to that uh, in the movie, which you will see in the movie as they try to drain his power. I, I, some of the powers were pretty interesting there. I mean, uh, you saw we had the image in the back. You had the big sword. It kind of brought back uh, memories. I have no idea how accurate this is to the comics. Like, uh, just remembering the Green Lantern movie on how he could dial, like, those hologram-looking, like, looking, like weapons on, almost on a whim. Like, he could just conjure them on a whim. Like, he had, like, the... Or sometimes a gadget that would make... Uh, what, you saw the... It was actually a, a literal... NES power glove uh, that his sister would hook up and press a button and it would turn to a big hologram boxing glove. And I got, you know, the video game done to me like that. I'm like, that's an actual Nintendo power glove. Mm. And then for an even deeper cut, they had an N-Gage. If you remember that portable handheld gaming machine, that that Mm. got a camera. I'm like, how did they get it? They must have had some hardcore gamers there working in like, we're just going to work in an N-Gage here and a power glove. So I thought those were some nice little cameos. Yeah, and I I love the fact that they found... uh, Now... And the weird thing is Ted Cord never had children. 
Um, so that in the comic book, it was kind of weird that he had a daughter um, because by the time you meet Ted Cord in his in his I want to say almost middle to late ages, you don't see that he didn't he didn't get married and have a child. But he, of course, I love that they found his old hideout uh, and all his weapons and gadgets and everything. It was so freaking cool and all the suits that he had in there. So like if you see the, the it's in the trailer too. Um, you'll see that he was a policeman. He was an archaeologist and of course his his new modern day uh, suit that he had, which was crazy. And I thought, man, this is so cool. And so. Um, they did point out, which I did love that they referenced that, which was so, like, I was excited to see it. Um, they also did uh, a, be- a very deep dive into who would play Blue Beetle uh, next because they said that uh, Jason Sudeikis would uh, take on the role as Blue Beetle, uh, Ted Kord's version. So I thought, oh, that's pretty good. It's funny. I don't know if he'll, he'll beef up for it, but we'll, he's a very funny man. So so last couple of points bring up on Blue Beetle here, and then we should probably move on. But uh, what did you think about uh, uh, Jamie Reyes' chemistry with kind of like the Rebel Cord family member? Jenny who kind of plays a little bit of a love interest, but also helps him along. They kind of form that alliance and, and the way their relationship evolves throughout the film. I actually I did like that. I, I know that most... Uh, you know, everyone says, oh, we don't need any love interest in comic books or anything. I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely, that is not true. You need love interests to kind of keep you grounded and to make sure your humanity as a hero. So I thought that was very good, uh, and I thought that was very poignant in the movie because she does help him, even though she kind of acts sarcastic towards him. I know she she feels the same pain as he does, so I think the chemistry between the two really impedes with yeah, I think with I think that. that was one of the stronger aspects of the yeah. film for me personally. Um, uh, final act, big battle. Um, you kind of, uh, you know, Susan Strandon has her heavy, yeah. and they kind of kind of squares off. He gets amped up with his, his own super armor there mm-hmm. towards the end, and that him and Blue Beetle kind of have a, a big square off there yeah. towards uh, in the final act. Like how things wrapped up with there, kind of like that. They not to spoil things too much, but they kind of throw some nice big uh, villain surprise revelations there. Mm-hmm. So uh, thoughts thoughts on how the movie wrapped up with the last big battle and just final overall thoughts on the film. I loved, I loved it absolutely. There was no, there in in that in that, and you have to see it. Like I said, to believe it, it's it's the way that I love the relationship between Reyes and the suit, and, and because they argue a lot with each other, but at the same time, the suit is is already so involved, like just like Eddie with uh, you know Venom. Because they're so in tune with each other now, and they may you know, go back and forth, but you know. Venom does love Eddie just as much as Eddie loves, you know, Venom. And the same with this. You know, the suit loves, uh, you know, uh, Reyes just as much as Reyes loves the suit. So in that kind of case, the way that they did at the end where he was going to, you know, do his thing, um, she said, no, 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 we're not, we're not killers, remember? You know, because you said that many times ago, you, we're not killers. So he wanted to do it, and he, she's like, no. You know, I thought that was interesting. We, I know me and you, we kind of had a fun, interesting conversation about that with uh, Superman. We were talking about Man of Steel a few mm-hmm. days before that. I'm sure we'll, we'll bring that up later in quick takes, mm-hmm. too. But uh, um, I, when I saw that coming up on screen, I definitely thought of mm-hmm. you. But, but the way I thought they portrayed that on screen was yeah. definitely way better yeah. uh, than, than Man of Steel portrayed it. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, you know, definitely kind of establishing... I did a great job establishing the virtues of yeah. a superhero. And I, you know, got to have that final big battle. Mm-hmm. I thought special effects-wise... Super fun. Mm-hmm. I thought they nailed it. They're a nice big final battle there. Uh, the, kind of like the surprise Easter egg, uh, not Easter egg, kind of surprise twist correlations, I thought, with the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a little, thought maybe a little too forced, a little mm-hmm. too late, but I thought it could have been handled a little better, but for the most part, I really
really liked it. But I'm just I'm just nitpicking on this point. So, mm. but no, it's it was good just because you know when you when you're a soldier, dude, it it, it does affect you. And right. So you know to. When you're a child, it's different. When you're a man, it's, you know, yeah. when you go into war, yeah, that's that's the price you pay and you try to revamp yourself into anything. It's crazy because everybody tells them, like, oh, I care about you. I want you to be better. But they were just using him as a pawn in yeah. a game that he wasn't ready to deal with. So the fact that he was hiding all his emotions in this robotic nature, you know, and then when scare bride out of him, it's like, yeah, now he can now he can be human and die with honor. So, so did Blue Beetle live up to the hype to you then? Final yeah, big question there. Absolutely. Yeah. Any and, and like I said, you guys, I know you don't know this character and they've been doing this a lot. They've been making movies with characters that, you know, not everybody knows and that's okay. It, this this movie proves that they they did have the the grit and the grind to really like go forward with DC. And I know DC movies are not everyone's bread and butter. Um, well, everything's I, for everyone. There's so yeah. many flavors of ice cream. Yeah. And honestly, like I said, this pretty much proves that they are doing a good job and they really work their asses off to do something great. And plus the suit, like I said, they did such a great job with the suit, the everything. And you could just see he was having fun just dancing around in it and having a good time. And so, I mean, that they're just, they just killed it. So, honestly, I'd say one million thumbs up if I had him one million Sounds thumbs, like it's going to so. be a strong top ten candidate of the year for top oh, yeah. movies of the year for oh, him. Oh, yeah. And superhero movies-wise, they did a fantastic, phenomenal job. I think honestly. I need to, if I have time, I need to give this a rewatch towards the end of the year. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mixed, maybe kind of thumbs in the middle, leaning up a little bit. Because I think maybe it's just a little too much to take in. Uh, I think my, my main hang-up with the film was uh, uh, kind of like the family. Uh, just, the way the family, it kind of had that like uh, sitcom-y, uh, easy laugh humor. Uh, there's a lot of family jokes and all that. And for a lot, for some reason, I guess a lot of that material wasn't clicking with me. Maybe it was just a me thing. Maybe I was just a, not that right day for that type of humor for me in the movie. Well then, like I said before, I don't think, and I don't know if you I don't know. know was, I don't know fair, if you I don't know, know if that was how it was portrayed in the comics, like well, a lot of like that, those family, that type of family sitcom type humor. Well, the whole the whole thing, I, I think, because George kind of brought it more. A little but I was bit, thinking, you know, George Lopez. I think yeah. he was in full on George Lopez mode. Yeah, and I've and seen I that think, show a few times. Forces. I mean, it's yeah. just more of those things where I don't hate it. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, and his family is not like I said. It's just his mom and dad and him. So his sister, he doesn't have a sister or anybody. He just has his mom and dad and him. So I they are they're not like obviously you don't get to see them in young justice a lot you get to see them prior a little bit and they already know who he was at that time so they already knew about his secret identity they accepted it and now mm -hmm. they were like okay well do what you gotta do but just be careful don't hurt anybody and come back in one piece yeah, I, mean, yeah I, I, again, I think i'm just nitpicking i think it was just more of a it's a me thing where i felt like oh you know I the family could have been dialed back by like 10 to 20 percent of the movie again i think it's just a me thing and uh i, I think i just gotta see it again to give it like a fresh take here to Towards the end of the year, just kind of separate myself, give myself some perspective for it. But uh, an initial viewing impression—I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it all. I didn't uh, think it. I think it's kind of—I thought it was solid, not, you know, good, not great. But that's just me. But dude, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled that you that the movie lived up to it for you. Well, it's also because, and really quick, and also because everybody everybody likes to judge and say, okay, so for example, Spike Lee. If you all know who he is, very. One of my first personal favorite directors, he makes movies about African-Americans and African-American culture and so on, such and issues. So a lot of people can say what they will, but, you know, black actors, Mexican actors, Indian actors, doesn't matter who you are. Not a lot of people, you know, people of color didn't get a lot of fame in the industry. They were very great people and they very great 
entertainers, but they didn't get a lot of, you know, grit and also a lot of, you know, moxie and everything, you know, everything that they were supposed to get. They didn't get their just, you know, desserts, and, and not in the bad way, but in a good way. They were great performers, but they weren't appreciative in the industry. They were kind of like second-rate kind of guys, like, oh, we can use them as background extras, okay, that's okay. No, they Working were great. the right opportunities. Yeah, and so the, this, was, this was not only not only a great movie, but it was a great opportunity that there was no whitewashing, there was no any of that, there was just Breaking down walls. Yeah, yeah, it was a family of, you know, a Mexicanos who were, you know, that's their family. That was the people in the comic books. They didn't skip any of that. Those are the kind of people you want to see. The people that are not whitewashed, that was what you need to see in a movie. No whitewashing, no anything. There was no substitutes. It was just like it was in the comic books. Oh, so, thousand percent, man. Yeah. Dude. Well, I so think that it. I think that puts a good pin on Blue yep. Beetle, man. Yep, awesome, glad to, glad to hear it lived up to you, man. Yeah, and uh, I'm curious to see how it rates in your rankings at the end of the year here. It, it's so kick ass. Like I said, go check it out if you haven't seen it yet, because you will have yourself a damn good time. So, Paul, uh, Blue Beetle, any interest on your end of maybe seeing this one? I know uh, I know kind of talking in the weeks leading up to it. I know you said maybe it sounded like you may wait for it on hit streaming there. I would have liked to have seen it in the theaters, but at this point, I don't think I'm going to be able to, so I'm just going to wait for it to come out on streaming services. It might. Because the reviews that I've seen on it, I don't think that I'm just going to Not cough, like- up, cough up the money. And, and the thing, so it's different for me because I have to like figure out the time because I have children and everything. And I can't just bring him to a movie like that. Fair enough. Sure, so, no, sure you can. No. <laughs> I mean, so, you can, but yeah, if you, if busy schedule and all Yeah, that, so, so I mean, I would love to see it in the theater, but... From what I've heard, I'll just wait for it to come out on streaming. Well, well that's... I uh, mean, you probably wouldn't have to wait for long because it will come out pretty it, And it seems yeah, movies are quicker and quicker on the turnaround to streaming, yeah, like like yeah. a month to two months now. Like, it's so heck, fast. Heck, you don't even have to wait for streaming if you want to just... Actually, to be fair, everyone, you don't have to wait for streaming. If you want, you can go to your local store and just pick up the movie because even though it's still in theaters, it actually came out on DVD just like that so seriously oh yeah if you want to go pick it up right now you certainly can Wait, blue beetle yeah if you want to you certainly can give I... it a, give it about a week or so after it's all done and uh, said and done uh, after the promotional and everything is done and you can just go pick it up right so now. you're thinking it'll be given oh, like yeah. a, a month it'll be out on dvd yeah and how I, and, how, and, and how i know that because uh what was it not only when uh the first actual wes anderson movie which is astro city which we talked about a uh, long interview ago um on the channel here, i started watching that i had to turn it off <laughs> yeah li- well i know everyone his movies are acquired <laughs> yeah his, his movies are very you know artsy and all this other, so you have to find dry humor into that but um what we watched in the theater it was the first wes anderson movie we watched in theaters because none of other his movies have they've been released but they've never came to river cinema and i know that because i was there on the premiere and none of them were showing up so literally when this movie came to theaters i was surprised we got to go see it in the theater and then not Two months, I want to say not even a month later, the movie came out, and I saw it at Walmart. I also saw, what was it? I saw Astro City. I saw, um, what was it? There was many movies that were already in yeah. theaters Maybe still. like a month or two months. Yeah, yeah. all the movies like, that were still in Flash theaters. Flash just came out on Blu-ray this week, and that, yeah. what, Paul, we saw that in the theater, what, not even two months ago? Yeah, yeah and I, I bought it mistakenly. Oh, no. Because <laughs> it, it doesn't get any better. Oh, no. There are special features. That, that's because they cut a lot of stuff out that you actually needed to see. And so go check no, out. Yeah. There's nothing good about that movie. Well, I guess Michael Keaton made it better. <laughs> I guess Michael this, Keaton made it better. This could be a great way to segue, Victor, into your uh, latest Marvel News DC comic book update segment here. Uh, 
I you know, speaking of other DC properties and all that, uh, you know, you had in your notes you sent for me. I'm kind of curious, what is Batman Day? So Batman Day, uh, luckily, everyone, uh, the Dark Knight, literally, I got to tell you, man, he's been around so many years. I mean, this celebrates the 80th anniversary of the Cape Crusader. And literally, not only this, but Christopher Nolan had reported that he will be, yet again, taking his Dark Knight trilogy back to select theaters very, very soon. So if you guys did not catch it when it first came out, guess what? You now now have the opportunity on Batman Day, which is September 16th, to go to your local theater and go see all of his Dark Knight trilogy in many ways you want. You can see it forwards, backwards, doesn't matter. You can see it all in its beautiful glory. September 16th? That's right. Wow. And so, and you not only that, but if you want to go uh, to your local library, to your local, you know, retail stores, whatever, and you can check out any Batman movie you want to, from the animated series to the animated movies and such, it's Batman Day, so you you can live it up as much as you want to. See the original 1940s one, serial or one. Adam West movie. Exactly. Or see, of course, Kevin Conroy kick ass in Batman Mask of the Phantasm or his series. Or even see him continue on the lineage in Gotham Knights and many others. So, I mean, it's Batman Day. You can do whatever you want to. So. A lot of libraries taking that up with. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. I'm going to have to look into that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Batman Day, September 16th. Uh, what, what, what other uh, latest comic updates do you have for us? Um, of course, uh, celebrating. Uh, because I was going to bring this in uh, when I got it, but um, it also, not only is Batman getting a day, but Superman had his day as well, and is celebrating of course the another 80 years of the Man of Steel, of course, and uh, they just came out with uh, my personal favorite comic book that, of course, came out back then, which was Action Comics number one Superman action figure, which was such a beautiful figure, and I can't wait to get it and show you guys. Does have him lifting a bus off the cover? Yep. Oh, he was, yeah. uh, but he was literally living. But it was a car, it was a car. But yeah, he was, was living a car. He was literally lifting a, a car. <laughs> yeah, he was literally lifting a car in the Action Comics cover, and he was gonna smash the dudes now, literally with it. Now here's a burning question: Do they have a, a variant with Krusty the Clown using it at, and burning it to light a cigar? Unfortunately, not. Oh. No. Unfortunately, no. They did not get those ones. Um, I don't think. You'll uh, you will see those ones uh, here and there, just not as recent as I as I want them to. Do you be. remember hearing that uh, story, a local story, news story from about maybe seven eight years ago? Uh, people were uh, they were kind of tearing down a house, uh, getting out a house and, in Elbow Lake, Minnesota, and uh, yes. in the in the walls. I guess back in the day, people would use used to use for insulation in hard times uh, comic books or newspapers yes. or books, yes. and inside these walls that they were tearing out and digging out this old insulation of comics and books they found a copy of action comics number one yes the, yes, the family did. members knew what they had on their hands the value of it and they got in a quick shoving tearing match uh kind of rip uh, back and forth tug of war match uh, for the comic and ripped it in half uh <laughs> yes i remember that story that was such a heartbreaking story they still were able to sell it online and get a decent amount for it but not as much as they would have you know yeah, if, you know but, emotions would have t- taken over yeah but one i i Oh, man, that was such a heartbreaking story. Like like I said, I mean, if you can, I doubt you can find it unless you ask, you know, Jerry Siegel and Jerry and Joe Schuster, who are the creators of the Man of Steel, uh, which you probably won't be able to ask them because they're really not interested in in trying to reprint that again. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you can find it. Let me know because, like I said, it's a hard ass comic I, I to find. I did pick up a reprint of it earlier this year. I think Victor. Yes. I think I sent a photo of you for that. I think they did a, ba- or a Superman eighty. Was eighty five or eightieth? Yeah, yep, uh, it was eighty. Yeah, it was eighty five. You sent me yeah, that. Yeah, they did a, a, 
a special trade paperback of like the best Superman stories mm. from his whole run, including Action Comics number yeah. one. So I'm like, one of these days I'll dive into it. <laughs> and it was, and it's really cool that you. I was gonna actually bring it up on the show, obviously right now, because uh, yes, Dale did send me that, and I really wanted to see if I could get that book myself because I really liked uh, reading the messages on, of course, that book, uh, the pictures uh, Dale sent me, um, and I was like, man, this is so cool. This is just like when they released uh, Batman Incorporated, which titled all the you know from every creator in the world from you know. Japan and you know Iran and everywhere, so it was really cool. To see Remind that. me after the show, and I, if you want, I could either borrow it to you. If you think you'll get through it faster, I know we could probably get through it faster than I could get around to it, or or I could send you a link to where I found it online. Yeah, yeah. that very very much appreciated. And then, like literally, I see we got a comment in the chat from our uh, sports host here on Grand Forks Best Source, uh, host of Forks Sports Highway. Actually, coming up later tonight, live at six thirty, uh, from Monty Stenslin. He says, for years when I was playing league basketball, one of my opponents that played for the old antique bar was named Wayne Bruce. We called him Man Bat. Ah, nice. Oh, that's kick-ass. That's yes, kick-ass. yes, yes. Good stuff, Monty. We'll be seeing you in a few hours. And interesting enough, I believe, isn't that a, a DC uh, hero, Man Bat? No, or he's, a, he's a DC villain, yes. Yeah. His name is Kurt Langstrom. All right. So is, is that, I know you said you got some more uh, superhero stuff for us and quick takes. Anything else here for the news items? Yes. Um, the last one I have for you guys, just for, you know, just to give you a little more taste after, you know, we do it in quick takes more. There's more to come. Like I said, there's a lot of superhero news. So bear with me, everyone. Uh, of course, not only that, but again, my boys in green, the Teenage Union Turtles, are getting a video game. And it's the yes. last Ronin. It w- is in development right now. And it was so cool to see the trailer. You guys got to check out the trailer. It was so badass. I mean, and as you know. I mean, it's not your average brawler beat em up, right? No. It's a different Le- type Leonardo of game. Leonardo is the last Ronin, right? No, he is not the last Ronin. Is it Raph? No. Who is it? Uh, if I, if hopefully, if you all read, I can't tell you that because I'd be giving it away. But you gotta read it to find out, <laughs> or look oh. up the trailer. We'll have to look up the trailer after the show. It's here. Donatello. No, no, no. It's, I mean, it's if, April. If, it's, if you think so, if you think so. No way, man. It's Casey Jones. All Casey Joe. If no. you think so, I mean, that's up to you oh. to decide. April like, O'Neil. Like, April O'Neil. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she's, Girl, she's who's been a, training. Who's the cameraman? Vernon? It, no, it's definitely him. Hey, yeah. you, hey, hey, like I said, you know, it's all up to you. You got to yeah. read the comic book, and then you'll see. You'll be shocked to hear it, but at the same time, you won't be shocked. I guess because I wasn't shocked because I already knew, you know, from watching the series and just being a turtle fan in general. So it's Donatello. Donatello. We'll have to. We'll have to look up the trailer here take a peek you'll have to see (laughs) all right that's all uh news and all you got more in quick takes here yep and like i said bear with me everyone because there's a lot of stuff to go over you always do good at just kind of just laying it out there and just keeping us up to date i'm glad glad you do because i only can keep up with so much online you are a great way for me to catch up on on the latest topic news like i said man you know comic con's coming soon so like i said i'm only giving you guys a little bit more of a taste because there's more to come when is comic con coming uh september at least grand forks comic con is september 9th and 10th, I believe, yes. Saturday, Sunday. Yes, so we and will the be there. Cons got done with already. So. Victor, I think you'll be there with Hollywood Heroes, right? Yes, I, I know. Will. <laughs> we'll, GFBS will be there for the Saturday part of it there. So looking forward to getting a bunch of interviews. That was so much fun last year. And I, I, really I think, can't wait, Paul, so. you're dressing up, I believe, right? Oh, Paul, you're dressing up this year? I. I don't know if I have time now. I didn't realize I, was I like actually, that close. I actually <laughs> ordered. I actually ordered a costume. I got it coming in route. I'll be dressing up. So, oh, dude, what are you going to dress well, up? I as? wish I don't have the time to make those immaculate uh, costumes. You know, I'm going to keep it a surprise. I'm going to keep it a surprise. So, oh, you'll have Powerpuff Girl. 
Oh, that'd be awesome. Damn it, I gotta change. You know, I gotta the change. Rowdy Rough Boys? No, no, man. I'm gonna be uh, De- Dexter's laboratory, man. All Dexter. Oh, there you go. No, yeah. no, that's not him. No, you'll have to see. Uh, be there, uh, Lara Center, September 9th. We'll, just, well, at least GFBS will just be there Saturday. Victor, you gonna be there both days? Yes, I will be there both days. And like I said, I'm super excited to get into my costume. I've been working on it forever, and uh, I am doing a little bit of moving right now. But like I said, you will see it, of course, when the time is right. So All right. I'm excited. Well, we need to move things along here we got to give a shout out to our next sponsor upcoming uh upcoming event uh coming up in the grand cities mall here in just also in september the mayor's back the badge ride and we got a video for it we'll be playing for you right now save the date and register for the mayor's back to badge ride on september 14th come by the event join the ride and come out on the parade route show your support for the brave men and women who keep us safe and make us proud every single day register your utv atv motorcycle go-kart or even scooter by going to the event ride page or at the grand city mall parking lot starting at 4 30. there'll be music food and beverages the rydell toy shop will have some awesome cars on display and there's things to do for the entire family with a 50 50 raffle too it's the third annual mayor's back to badge ride thursday september 16th at the grand cities mall go to the event bright page to find out more show your support Yes, Mayor's Back the Badge. I guess speaking of live event uh, coverage for GFBS, we covered that, uh, I believe, the last couple of years. That's so cool seeing so much of the the big like parade of quads and motorcycles and all that stuff. Yeah, it should be, should be uh, I think we're doing coverage for it again this year, right? Yep, and this year they're actually uh, going right out of the Grand Cities uh, parking lot here. So oh, that's that, really that, cool. Yeah, so it's very convenient. For yes, us. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Oh gosh. No traffic. <laughs> yes, yes. We won't have to haul all the way again. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, you know, Victor, I, I know you just got done talking about the comic news, so we'll just bump this next segment here. Let me hit up some uh, noteworthy theatrical streaming new releases, and then I'll throw it to mm. you for your action figure showcase oh, here. Please. Give you a breather here. So here's some noteworthy theatrical streaming new releases that hit last weekend and coming up this weekend here. So not as big of a list as last show here. If, you, if I miss anything, that if you see any other new releases that I didn't cover, feel free to jump in. And, and again, like last show, just jump in if any of these releases ca- catch your eye here for recommendations and whatnot. So let's start things off with a new streaming series via Amazon Prime Video called Shelter. It's where a teenager na- named Mickey Bolitaire, played by Jaden Michael, investigates several mysterious disappearances, including his own father's in his town with the help of his two best wow. friends. Uh, uh, I caught <laughs> two episodes of this next uh, show uh, from the season one. Uh, it's, it aired the first season aired on you know traditional cable TV on ABC last year, but this next season is going to be on Disney Plus. We're talking about season two of the Wonder Years reboot. Yes, and that's going to be uh, the it's the reboot of the 1980s series of the same name. Yes, and now the full ten episode season will be dropping in full on Disney Plus. You know, I love Dula Hill. I thought the first couple episodes I saw were, were pretty good, but yes. uh, I just didn't have time to keep up with it. Unfortunately, uh, who originally played, of course, our beloved narrator in the original one, he will not be executive producing any further with this uh, his beloved series. So. I see we got another follow-up comment from Monty. He said, my son was a young boy at the onset of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've got all his original turtles, April and the sewer, stored away. <laughs> I, I see Paul has some nice follow-up for him, too. So. Well, because Paul, yeah, he told me about it, so I was like, oh. Well, yeah. I'm pissed. I lost all of my toys because my neighbors had a garage sale. 
And they said, hey, you want to get in on this? And I brought like every single toy I had because I was young. Mm. I didn't know what was going on. So I lost all my micro machines. Mm. I lost all my turtles. Mm. I lost all my transformers. Mm. I lost all that stuff because I was like, oh, garage sale. Mm. This is cool. Mm. And then some asshole was just like, this is a landmine. Right, exactly. Mm. They knew it was a gold mine, rather. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, moving on. Got just three more things to cover. I guess one of them will be real quick. One of them was the Blue Beetle that hit theaters last Friday that we already covered there. Still rocking the theaters for awesome quite a while. Uh, next up, uh, also hitting theaters last Friday, is The Hill. It's the true story of Rookie Hill, the son of a traveling pastor who overcomes physical obstacles to pursue his dream of playing baseball in the major leagues. Looked up the trailer. This does look like a feel-good uh, sports movie. Those I'm all about. I'm a guilty pleasure of mine. And... Uh, I do plan on seeing this last one here in theaters this Friday. Most likely reviewing it on the next show. The Equalizer 3. Hell yeah. Yeah, we'll give it applause. Yes, Denzel Washington returns to play Robert McCall, now residing in Italy, who winds up taking on the local mafia who are targeting his friends. As events turn deadly, McCall becomes their protector by taking on this mafia. So definitely... They stand stand no chance. Love the Equalizer movies. Huge, huge fan of them. Super stoked for this. He's such a badass. I love him. Except Denzel Washington has no idea how to act. What? Oh, what? come on. Really? Are you talking about Denzel? The two-time Academy Award winner for Best Actor. Like, does not literally, know you're act. talking about Denzel. Oh, Denzel I, I, cannot get, I cannot get on board yeah, with that. Sorry, too. dude. Denzel, Denzel Washington only knows how to act like Denzel Washington. No. He's amazing. He has, he has Denzel, no range whatsoever. Are you, are you Paul, kidding me? Really? You're talking Paul, about you're talking Paul's about a man who won two gold, literally. <laughs> the Golden only Globes per, and Academy Awards. The, the only people, and I can tell you ladies and gentlemen, the only male actor to win three best male like literally Oscars are Denzel Washington cuz he won two. Daniel Day-Lewis won all three in that category. The only two were Denzel Washington cuz he won two like I said and Daniel Day-Lewis who won three Oscars for best male only male acting and even cuz he even won supporting actor yeah, well, supporting I actor guess, he won supporting actor yeah, for Glory. Yeah, and then he yeah, won, he won for Training Day. Yeah. So those were the awesome performances. For performances. Like I said, you can't even get to that level. And then of nominated words. many more times on yeah, top of that. Daniel Day Lewis. The Hurricane is amazing. Whatever. Philadelphia <laughs> is amazing. Uh, Denzel is, uh, yeah, he's. I mean, yeah. you're talking about Denzel Washington. Yeah. This oh, I like the guy as an actor, but brief. I just think that he's just the same person and everything. No, that he does. no, no, dude, no, no, no. He is literally, he, he like, he immerses himself. I'm surprised he's not a method actor. Yeah. He immerses himself. He, I mean, you, in see every him as a, you see him as an action star. You see as just, you know, taking up, you know, awesome action movies with The Equalizer. And was it um, um, uh, Man on Fire? Yeah, Man on Fire. And yeah. Then the serious prestige dr- drama roles he excels at. And oh, he's heck. very wild. Ranged. Heck, even Safe House with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was afraid to even act with him because it's Denzel Washington. Hey, so. But you know, there's, there's actors I don't like that other people that other people love. So I get it. You know, it's just not everyone's for everyone. So, but Denzel but, uh, Washington, he's what a badass he is. He just doesn't. No matter what he does, his range goes beyond what most modern actors wish they could get to. Hell, he is at the level of Al Pacino and many others besides uh, even Robert De Niro. Heck, he even has to give him up for. 
he's like, yeah, Denzel Washington, he's 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 on my level, I man. Struck a nerve. He's on my level, man. He's on my level. <laughs> well, that's kind of, that's kind of a brazen yeah. take to just to throw out there from out of nowhere. Well acclaimed and well awarded actor Denzel Washington sucks. I what? Mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but that's those are fine words. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say those I, are. I love you, brother, yeah. but at the same time, this is Denzel Washington. This ain't no modern day little you know kid now. You know, this is Denzel fucking Washington. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's all good. No, no, no worries. We, 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 hey, not, not, we're not going to agree on everything here. We got, it's always fun to have that discourse. I love it. Yes, so it's always fun time. It's always fun. <laughs> but, uh, but let's move things along. Victor, it's time for your other segment on the show, the weekly or biweekly action figure showcase. What do you have for us this week, Victor? Yes. Well, much like, you know, I love action figures, you guys. And I got to tell you, each, every time when I see it, I try my hardest not to, to buy, but I'm like, oh, what's the point? I'm going to buy it anyway because it's me. You guys know me. I'm going to buy it anyway. Of course, I got to start with, of course, my favorite, um, which is I got to represent my favorite heroes from Eternia. Of course, this is Fisto. He is a member, of course, of Eternia's present guard. Of course, he has defended Eternia for years upon years with his mighty steel fists. And of course, he will defend Eternia for many as, you know, Eternia, pun included. And of course, he is just a badass. Look at his beard. Look at look at his fists. I mean, you don't want to mess with a guy who wants to be- who wants to beat somebody up with that. So this one cracks me up. I mean, literally. Come on. Because have you have you seen the new He-Man? Animated series? No. Yes. And, and, and th- there's, there's a line in there, and they threw it in there intentionally. And he's like, I really want to fist him. Oh, yes, they did. They did, throw that, they did throw that in there. And I know you, only Paul can give you, give you the quality comedy we can. We love it. We love this it. This is the fister. Punching up those one-liners with that punchy fist. Oh, my God. He's, he's not a fan with the ladies. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only comedy here, everyone. Everyone's just here to have a good time. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Mr. Fister. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, what would you say? This, uh, his name is again here? His name is Fisto. And he, Fisto. He, oh, no. and he, and he protects Eternia. By what fisting people. To t- <laughs> I mean, you can't. <laughs> oh, can o- God. You can We're going only- to hell. We're going to hell, folks. <laughs> you can only... You can only get this comedy here at GFPS. <laughs> and of course, the next one. Uh, now I did no sh- lube. Yeah, I did show. <laughs> Come on, you're gonna. <laughs> you're oh, here. Paul. Oh, Jesus. Paul D. Get... <laughs> oh my God, I'm tearing up here, Jesus. So who do we have next here, Victor? <laughs> so, Gargoyles action. It looks like. Yes. Yeah, so I I know you guys have seen uh, Goliath here before. Yeah. Um, now he had his wings. Which were, of course, longer than this. But this is the video game. This is the Sega Genesis uh, Goliath, of course. And of course, you can see his in his video game glory. And plus, when I bought this, I literally was kind of hesitant a little bit because I was like, I already have a Goliath, and I'm like, well, you know, what? I could use this as a custom. I could use his claws and his claw feet, as you can see, because they're badass for a saber tooth figure I've been wanting since forever. And so, of course, I had to also get him for the wings because literally the only 
time that you can get the folded down wings that look like a cape because you can see it looks awesome right you can only get this in the video game version and you can also get this with um his daughter uh goliath's daughter him and demona's daughter because him and demona had a thing um and so you can get it in that pack with with her in it too you can also get it with his daughter like i said before and you can also get it with uh you can also get it with uh not you can also get it with Bronson as well, because um, so, I checked. You can get it with Bronson, too. So you can get the folded wings with Bronson, um, which is really cool. Um, so he is just badass, if you can see him. Like, look at him. He's so cool. And so, I love Gargoyles. I need to replay that Gargoyles Genesis game one of these years. That's on my bucket list, just because so many good memories of that cart, the classic cartoon and that video game. Literally, that was so, like, I grew up with that cartoon, and man, it was just so cool. And, and just to get to see all the characters like just come alive in action figure form like i said before you guys look at this this is badass say, which which company is that one this is neca and neca gosh gotcha. yeah we've we gave them many props before. oh yeah neca neca just kills every time i mean i can't hype them up even more i mean i know i love a lot of toy companies like hasbro and mezco and many others but neca has always been my bread and butter and they have killed at ninja turtles which you will see next week on on those so on i see you show. got one more for us yes and this is another uh, of course uh mcfarlane has come out with a a batman of course and just celebrate you know our beloved cape crusader this is of course you now you're like well victor this is a little different costume than he's uh, used to wearing and yes it is this is when he joined the yellow lantern corn so the yellow lantern corps uh, as you all know unlike the green lantern corps who are known for their power of will the yellow lantern corn are known for their power of fear and so sinestro is the leader of them sinestro used to be of course a green lantern member but he of course felt betrayed by the guardians and he just was like screw this i can just make my own lantern core and so the yellow lantern core exists the red lantern core the blue lantern core there are many lantern cores in in green lantern and man do they ever just i had no idea expand. batman was a part of it yes he was so he uh, he searched to the deepest area of uh, his soul and of course at the time he needed the power because uh, sinestro at the time because Sinestro, he's such a he's such a cocky little <laughs> jerk that he is, and he of course does not like to ask for help. So of course, who to come to for help but Batman? And so when he came to help for Batman, he was like, "I'll tell you what: if you help me defeat the rest of the Red Lantern Corps and many others, I will give you the power of my my Lantern Corps." And so he took the power of the Lantern Corps of you know, because of course you know Batman. Look how scary he is. So he can only use the power of fear. Uh, to his advantage, and he has used that plenty of times. He was also a Green Lantern Corps uh, member many years ago, but uh, it was uh, for a short while. But he did become, you know, a Yellow Lantern Corps, and the power of fear he just inserted on every other villain. It just scared the bejesus out of everybody. So you can see how Who's scary the manufacturer of this one. So McFarlane, again, McFarlane, I cannot hype up enough. Yeah. He, he can be a little bit, you know, iffy with his figures, but this I gotta tell very you, well done. I gotta tell you, he he kills it. Every single time, just like Man, I love that cape, <laughs> right? And I honestly wanted to have a customized cape for this one because I mean, but I was like, you know what? I want to leave this on because this cape like literally dreads nicely and it's beautiful. So yeah, 
Victor, awesome action figure showcase as you do every week, man. Yes. Many thanks for bringing these guys in. Yes, and don't forget, um, because thank you, Paul, for addressing, of course, because we we were talking a little bit uh, on the show because uh, there was Ninja Turtle toys. So, of course, uh, give me a little time, and I will have the four-pack here. I wanted to save it for a surprise, but I was so excited because I really wanted to get it, and it was only one ninety nine on a line. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to bring it on the show because Ninja Turtles, as you know, are my bread and butter and i wanted to show it off so next week hopefully if uh like i said uh when i go to the comic book store and i buy it like i said you will see a four pack you will see leonardo donatello Raphael, and michelangelo all here on this table like i said i would have brought all the rest of them you know my collection here but like i said there's way too much and i would have gone nuts so well one thing you can find that has nuts on them but you can never get enough at and some things don't are the many tasty treats at oh for heaven's cakes in that grand city's mall just down the hall from us where there's nothing better than treating yourself to some awesome homemade baked goods and that's where oh for heaven's cakes comes in they are perfect for cakes or special occasions for just a quick treat they make incredible specialty items by order. I just walk in to find out so much more. Mm. I know I have yet to go there for my weekly trip. I know I think as I know as our last week, I got a key lime cupcake. I think mm. it was my first time grabbing one of those. Those were pretty good. Victor, you make any recent journeys there? I actually have. I um, <laughs> I have made a plenty of uh, you know orders for pumpkin muffins, of course, and they know they that Halloween on, season's coming up. Fall yep, time. Yep, perfect. and they and they know. Uh, of course, I am the only one to order pumpkin muffins because by the I, Oh, yeah, and I love it, absolutely. I don't care how much you give me. You can give me 30, 40. I don't care because I will order them by the many of them. Um, Especially, I got to tell you guys, you got to get those cookies there. You got to get the cookie that I've been hyping up forever. Sugar cookie, right? Yeah, Yeah. and this isn't no normal sugar cookie. This isn't like the store-bought brand. Screw those people. No, (laughs) I'm sorry. This is the ultimate sugar cookie that will make your taste buds go on a magical journey. You will not overhyping it, folks. I think Victor in, in, in enjoy and could uh, and divulge in one of those awesome sugar cookies. Trust me, <laughs> you will not regret a single bite of it. You will just dive into it and be like, You'll be in heaven. Sweet mama, oh, that's good. Over heaven's cakes. Oh, yeah. You will so, sweet mama, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Make sure to check them out. They're located on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall. Open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4 and on Saturdays from 9 to noon. Give them a call, 701-757-2253, or email overheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's overheavenscakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Mm. And if you're looking for a cake job, well, they're hiring. Step on, stop on in to Overheaven's Cakes to ask about their employment opportunities. All right. So just a couple of quick plugs for some other GFBS shows going on. Uh, for more Coverage, check out Dirty Thursdays presented by River City Speedway, which happened earlier today with wingless sprint driver Nick Shurek previewing this Friday's races where the wingless sprint drivers will be in action at River City Speedway. On the GFBS interview earlier this week was Chance Keefe and Shelly Kuzek telling us all about the Trash the Dress annual ATV ride fundraiser happening this weekend. And tune in tonight at 6.30 for a brand new Fork Sports Highway as they prepare for the regular season NFL kickoff this weekend. And Manny, you know, he always has a lot to say about his Yankees, the WNBA, and even some crazy volleyball attendance records will be talked about on tonight's show. All kinds of good stuff. Those are just a few of over a dozen shows we'll be... Uh, we do every single week. You can find by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast or social media app. 
All right, guys, it's time to wind it on the show like we do each and every episode with quick takes, just what you've been watching lately or what you plan on watching soon, didn't get a chance to talk about yet, or just what you guys got going on in general. So, Paul, let's start it off with you. What are your quick takes for today? Well, um, I'm probably going to have a really packed weekend of show watching or video game watching. There you go. You know, uh, Kids are going to be out of town. Wife's going to be out of town. Oh, I'm going to be hey, perfect party circumstances. Time. Party yes. time. Weekend of Paul? Hell yeah. Yeah, it'll be a great time because I'm going to be posted up on the couch because I'm getting my nuts cut. <laughs> I don't know which sound effect to play. <laughs> good, good sound effect or bad sound effect? I, I don't I'll do both. I, I don't I'll do both. I was about to say, I don't think you can play a sound effect for that. I, I can play oh, both boy. at the same time. That's, that's just hurtful in general. <laughs> yeah. That's just yeah, so, so I'll, I'll be spending pretty much my entire weekend on the couch. Woo! Oh, man. Yeah. Fun times. I mean, no better place than the couch. Yeah. And watching my cameras for the asshole that shot oh, out yeah. my pickup window with a BB gun. Yeah. They what? That, yeah. They that, what? Yeah. That happened. That make it gosh that's that sucks at least you know you, i know you got to replace the other day the window and it sounds like they were they did a quick super pro job on that though you're like the hundredth person who told actually honestly guys paul is like the hundredth person that has not only got his car like because it was you my friend david and other people too i'm like what the hell is going on around here in the words of john travolta from pulp fiction there's nothing worse than fucking with another man's automobile i don't care what you all say that is a trial that should be going on there should be no trial to any no one should fuck with another man's automobile these these teenage joyriders you know back in our day it just used to be eggs, good old-fashioned eggs, you know, quick and easy and painless to quick up, but BB guns and actual, you know, b- bodily damage to the vehicles, that's a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah and, and, and you know really? what I mean? This person really picked the wrong guy. Yeah, like literally. Because, like, <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, dude, if you're, if you're listening or watching, yeah. you picked the wrong guy like that's an ass whooping waiting to happen like and, seriously yeah, of course it's, it's, you're speaking in metaphors and not delivering an actual threat on air right metaphorically that, 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 speaking that, metaphor, right? metaphorically speaking i don't can, i metaphor- don't condone violence nobody online. does here on the show yeah, nobody yeah. does on the show no no nobody just, does. just making sure to throw that just, out there to yeah, cover just our making today. sure <laughs> hey just making sure yeah. you know because you know saying we, i'm a lot more intelligent than this person yeah. yes <laughs> Yes, no, no, man, that sucks. I definitely feel for you. Yeah, gosh, man, that's, yeah, bonkers, bonkers. And that's uh, actually, well, no, never mind. <laughs> any other quick takes for the week, Paul? Or? Nope, nope, just got to keep my mouth shut. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Victor, uh, quick takes for you. I know you said you have more superhero stuff. Uh, yes, uh, speaking of Ninja Turtles, um, and I do have something for you, Paul, uh, but I will give it to you uh, next week. Um, so I do have, uh, because uh, Mr. Paul had... Uh, course told uh told us this you know um when he was a little boy of course he brought his action figures to a you know garage sale and of course some jerk sold them all which is very sad and so i thought you know what i can't let anybody who loves this stuff go on and because i gave uh paul and his uh, lovely son comic books because Free of charge, because come on, reading is important, guys. Yes. Reading is always important. Um, I have some action figures for you and your son uh, from uh, the original 80s line of Playmates toys from Ninja Turtles. Wow. Um, so you guys can go ham if you want to. You know, you can display them, you can play with them, you can do whatever you want to. Um, they were from the original, uh, they, they have revamped them since then. But you can do whatever you want with them, and I've, I had extras, so you guys can have those if you want to. Um, oh, Victor, heck, heck yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so you guys can have those. F and A. Yeah, so you guys can have those, and if your you know little daughter wants them too, you know, if she's a big Ninja Turtle fan, you know, ham it up. You know, she can have them with her Barbies or wherever she. Everybody plays can with, play so. with Ninja Turtles. Yeah, exactly. You know, Ninja Turtle yes, parties all agree. night long. So I mean, you know, I've got some extra ones, and also there's another uh, for it. Uh, Ninja Turtles, like I said before, they are celebrating their 30th anniversary, like I said before, and they are also you know coming out with. Action figures are plenty. I mean, these guys just NECA from Mezco to everyone. Everyone's getting into the Ninja Turtle game. Um, like I said, there's a Ninja Turtle game, like I just said uh, before. Uh, there was uh, Spawn is coming out with his uh, line, uh, and it's going to be out with a two-pack for Batman and Spawn, which was a really great comic book. And they became enemies at first, and then they worked together, which was really cool. So I'm really excited for that to come out pretty soon. Um, there was also uh, the Punisher, yet again, is just mowing down evil with no remorse whatsoever. I got caught up on reading a couple of Punishers yesterday. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm making a trip tomorrow to get some new issues. Yep. I think I'm still a few issues behind. I'm only up through issue 10 on his latest series. Yes, and Garth Anus, which is... Love him. One, yeah. one of the greatest writers, literally. Yeah. That man kills at writing. He wrote The Punisher as grim and as dark as he this is, loved he, him he for. Just, Garth Ennis just wrote a few issues of The Punisher yes, then? He oh, did. nice. He, very, very he cool. Li- he literally did. Uh, he did th- well, this was a separate project that he did uh, many years ago. Um, so this was a, pa- uh, a paperback, somewhat paperback issue. And also, this was for Punisher Homeless because this was when he took on. Uh, so it was Steve Dillon and them. Yeah. They, had, they had done series for when he took on The Kingpin, which which was oh, really good. Yeah. So uh, I really hope that you guys check that out because that's a is fight that a, that, a new trade or is this uh from a few years back? This was from a few years back. Uh, yeah, I remember, and, was that one like the last Max line they did with yeah. it, where he took on? He saw like the, the rise of the kingpin. And, yeah. yeah, that and was then, great. I think it was called the end or something like yeah, that. Right? And they, yeah, well, because they amazing, did they did that one stuff. and then they did uh, a Punisher homeless. Uh, so that was when uh, much like Daredevil, he ruined Punisher's life. He took all his resources away, all his weapons and everything. He left Frank Castle with nothing and uh frank castle wasn't very happy about that so he said i'm gonna take your organization down so he hired Electra, which obviously did not help uh, i know i know i'll be making a trip tomorrow to my my shop i go to where they hold them for me i only make it there a few times a year but they're great at holding them for me so looking forward to catching up on more yeah and like i said uh man like i said you guys comic con's coming up really soon so save your pennies and (laughs) just save everything because man there's going to be a lot of stuff there and there's going to be a lot of cool like every Everything. There's costumes, there's action figures, there's comic books. So, I mean, save your pennies, man, because it's, it's really great. So. Paul, were you about to jump in a little bit ago there? No. Yeah, I was going to ask, maybe, uh, Dale, you might know, because one of the biggest things that I lost, uh, I don't even know the name of them, but maybe you might remember them. But there were these little, like almost like micro machine toys, but they were metal. And they were all of the different, like... Uh, Smashbox uh, was the other micro, uh, micro machine no, competitor. No, no, but, but these were like planes. So mm. it was all of like the, the war machine planes. Like yeah. you have like the, and then I had this big carrier that was like a aircraft carrier kind of thing that would store them all. Mm. But they were mm. like, all the planes were about this big, but it have like F-1 fighters. Yep. It would have B-52 bombers, yep. would, and they were all made out of metal. I don't know if you guys remember those. I remember those. I, I know that they... They didn't do it very much with them. Uh, back in the day, they were so popular, but I, I tried to find some I'll of them. do some research. Yeah, because I, I know that they still sell them in, here and there. Like I, a hobby shops or so? Yeah, and they were, like I said, they were really popular back in the day because when G.I. Joe came out, I know that air carrier, like a 
Paul had just talked about, there, a lot of kids had bought that air carrier just to use for their G.I. Joe figures. And the small little metal planes that were in them, you could carry them in there, and it was really cool. And it, like I said, it was super huge, and it was cool. So like yeah, I said. And you could literally get like every plane that was ever made. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. So we'll have to do some research here after the show. Because I know that they still have some, but the little hobby shops here and there, but I know they still have them. Victor, any other quick takes? Um, besides, uh, I'm going to go see Strays uh, <laughs> hopefully this uh, week, and I, I can't wait to move in my new uh, bachelor pad, so I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Uh, um, and like I said, I am just really excited to see Strays because I want to see Will Ferrell. That does Jamie. look pretty interesting. Yeah, and I, I can't wait to see. I want to see the Barbie movie again because I, I want it uh, just because I love that movie so much. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I can't wait to see Denzel Washington kicking more ass. Yes. And I can't wait to, to review it. Hopefully like, I'll try and catch that one of these upcoming, uh, if not this weekend, definitely uh, next week. So, uh, all right. I guess I'll wrap it up with my quick takes here. Uh, I wrapped up Strange New Star Trek Strange New World Season 2. They had their season finale on Paramount Plus since our last show. Really, really oh, cool final duel with uh, the Gorn. It's kind of like the their version of, you know, like, uh, um, uh, oh, gosh, what are they called? Uh, the Borg from The Next Generation. Mm. That's like the big ultimate threat in Strange New Worlds. And, and they, they ended it with a cliffhanger. So you got that great part, too. I thought it was a great way to wrap up the season. Largely really good season of Strange New Worlds. Paul, you'll like this. I think I talked about it in the studio earlier this week with you, but I finally got around to finishing the Twisted Metal from Peacock. Absolutely loved the show, and I loved the. I really loved the ending for it and how they kind of tie it around to the video game because you definitely get a lot of nods to the video game, but for what the core concept of what Twisted Metal is all about, it was like you said, uh, they find a great way to tie it in and and set up season two. So super yeah. stoked for season two. Season two is going to be awesome. Yes, loved how everything wrapped up in that show. Shout I, out to Anthony Mackie. Yeah, yeah he, he killed did, it. He did awesome. Um, I saw the first episode. I think I'm still like two episodes behind of winning time of season two, uh, the, the HBO or Max show where, you know, retelling the time, the storyline of the Showtime Lakers, the, the uh. season two is like the season after they won their first championship with Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar pairing there. So it's very cool seeing on more of that. Kick, oh, yeah. I, I suppose quick take. I, I did watch the third episode of that and it sucked. Oh, the latest episode, episode yeah. three, not yeah, too good. Yeah, it was boring. Oh, shoot. Well, not every episode can be a winner, but uh, I, I, it's very. They make sure to put up uh, a preface in there at the opening. Uh, we have saying something along the lines of, "We have taken some creative liberties. The not everything's one to one for how it happened." I know Monty on the sports show uh, last week stated how, like you know, Magic didn't have any uh, surprise unwanted pregnancies, and yeah. they worked that into the episode uh, one storyline of season two. Like, wait a second, they're making stuff up. That, that's yeah. a huge creative liberty. It wasn't yeah. like they, they did a little twist here, exaggerated a date, or or switched something around. That is... I, I, don't, think, I, I don't think Magic really cares anymore, because he's, you know, he's still a basketball Hall of Famer, yeah. but I don't think he really cares. You know, they're just doing it as a joke. So. I mean, does it make for an interesting show? Sure, of course, yeah. but uh, so part of me is conflicted. You know, oh, you know, it's a great show, but wait a second, they're they're purposefully yeah. uh, adding artificial uh, fa- or fabricated uh, storyline events for the sake of the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I know they cannot. Uh, artificially change the scores of games the the, the yeah. games and the way history happened in the nba has to be correct in order for them yeah. to use the teams and players yeah. so but uh so yeah at least saw the first episode of season two really enjoying that we'll look forward to how the rest of that season goes uh 
watched a ton of wrestling last weekend. AEW All In pay per view. They, they're doing another pay per view this weekend. Guess what it's called? All Out. Oh, oh yeah, I heard. <laughs> yeah, and I know that John's. What was it? John Cena said he was going to return to. Uh, yeah, John Cena's coming back. I guess because of the whole uh, actors and writers strike. Yeah, it, it's clearing his schedule for acting. So yeah. I guess he signed up to do like ten episodes of SmackDown and maybe yeah. one or two pay per views. So he'll be a little more of a regular presence in the wrestling world. So that'll be cool. Plus he'll just get jacked again. Yeah, because that dude just God, he's so huge. <laughs> Then uh, like, F one TV, F one TV. Keep up with F one season, but they got some documentaries on there. I've been watching some of those. Uh, the Beyond All Limits series, the little half hour weekly series they have. They have the first two episodes of that out. Just the crazy mindsets of those F one drivers and how they yeah. push themselves to the brink, going into race mode each week and just reflecting on past incidents and just yeah, it's that's the whole new world of the F one racing scene. Just really love them following that the last few years. So. Yeah, that, those are my quick takes for the week here. So unless you guys have anything else, I think we're ready to wrap things up here. Anything, guys? Mom, no, good. nothing really. All right. Well, we welcome you to join us live for all future episodes every other Thursday at 3 p.m. on gfbestsource.com or just search GFBS on social media podcast apps. And you can find past episodes by subscribing to GFBS everywhere you find podcasts and on social media. As mentioned earlier, please support GFBS by leaving us a five-star review on Google or your go-to podcast app. Hey, many thanks for having us part of your day Many thanks to Blue Beetle Mega Fan Victor. Thank you guys. Always appreciative. And remember, where our schedule, it, I know it hasn't changed just yet, but that doesn't mean, like I said, we won't give you what you ask for. Pop culture, everything that was crazy. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, to get your tickets and get your kids, your grandkids, whoever, and bring them to Comic-Con. Yes. We need you to support. September 9th and 10th, Grand Forks Comic-Con. Yes, and don't forget to also support more of the GFBS family here. So. Yeah. yeah, find all the other GFBS shows. Search GFBS on podcasts or social media apps. Many thanks to Extra Strength producer Paul. Yes. <laughs> yes, he's, yes. He's here with us in spirit. Phantom chair. No, he's rocking production right now. And many thanks again for everyone checking us this week. We'll see you again in two weeks with our future review for The Equalizer 3. Yes. Uh, uh, all right, have a good rest of your week, everyone. Goodbye. See you.